It is a lot easier to see him as a heartthrob when he's young than when his hair looks like a butt. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke podcast. Uh, this week, um, the spooky storytelling women over there brought us a tale of a ghost town with a violent past. For now, though, you're here with us. Uh, I'm Jack, and sitting to my left this week, and quite literally so, is Jake. Your friend, D. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake, figuratively, is someone else for whom they'll have to invent a new classification of lunatic. It's Mark. Top of the morning to you. <laughs> now, morning to you, we kind of glossed over that. Jake, you're sitting here next to me. I am. Um, for, like, good now. For good. Yeah, I'm you a... moved in with me, finally. <laughs> <laughs> We've taken our relationship to the next step. Yay. That's why we have so much chemistry. Exactly. No, I've uh, I've moved back across the country. I'm glad to be here. I'm we're glad to have you here. So we are full disclosure, listener. Little peek behind the curtain. Gonna need to figure out a new sound setup because we're on my one janky microphone. One hundred might not be great. It'll happen, but Soon. we'll we'll get there. We we'll promise. Get there. Yeah. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched a, a Mark pick. Which means we watched a movie from the yeah. 90s. Uh, <laughs> we watched 1992's Brom Stoker's Dracula, which is an impossible to say, by the way. Brom Strokers is what I usually say, or Bomb Strokers. Um, Dracula. You just want to say uh, we'll, Stroker is all. Well, it is my default setting. Uh, we'll get into all of that movie soon, and when we do, we're going to spoil the fucking shit out about it. But it's, it's Dracula. You already know it, so fair warning on yep. that. First... We've got to do the getting drunk part, so on that score, let's do beers for fears. Mark, we're going to start with you. What are your beers for these fears? Pretty straightforward. I knew that one was coming. In honor, <laughs> in honor of Jake moving back to Idaho, and also in honor of watching this movie, I'm drinking a Blood Orange Rustler by Payette Brewing. Blood Orange. Mm-hmm. Blood. Blood. Get it? I'm drinking you, blood. Do you get it? There's blood. It, it works. It There's works pretty well. Yeah, I like it. it. I like it. Now, over here it. on our end, we're <laughs> Mark, get after it. We are drinking a few different things over here. A litany uh, of things. Yeah, for number one, Mark, in honor of you, actually. Yay! My lovely wife decided to celebrate Jake's uh, re-arrival to Boise with some uh, rosé champagne. Lovely. So we are, chink, drinking some rosé champagne. Um, Jake, you've also brought, brought some a, beers. I brought a token of, of the Rhode Island life that I'd been living. So we've got some Narragansetts Narragansetts, here yeah. Howdy, Howdy neighbor. neighbor. Have a Gansett. Yeah, cheers. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and finally, I got us some beers here. That we're going to be consuming. Uh, Jake, tell the listener what you got going Uh-oh. on here. Idaho, which yes. this now is again for me. The Sawtooth IPA. Because yep. you're, you're back here in Idaho. We're going to pop that, uh, too. We're going yeah. to pop all of them. We're just going to get them all going. Right, we're really this. laying this on um, thing. We are. But I'm, uh, you know, <laughs> Shut I'm excited. Shut the fuck up, Mark. And I have uh, decided to not try to even relate any of them to the movie whatsoever. So, so Mark, Mark I guess Mark you win by week. default somehow. With a blood orange rustler. I don't know. I think that the sheer smarminess of ours uh, kind of takes the day. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'm not sure that's what smarmy is, but... No, it's not. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, I like the word. Yeah. Now, Jake, you've been moving smarmy. over the last week. Uh, like, across the goddamn country. Yeah, it was, it was smarmy. Yeah, is that all you've done? Have uh, you uh, experienced I, anything else in the horror world? I, I watched a movie Ooh. during all of that. Uh, so there's a there comes a time when you're packing and you... 
bring everything into one room, right? Because you're able to consolidate it enough. I don't know. Maybe this is just the way I pack. <laughs> bring it all into one room, and I want some entertainment. So I threw on a movie that I thought would be good background fodder because it's a zombie movie. It's not the one you recommended for me, Mark. Sorry. Damn it's it. on Shutter. It's called It Stains the Sands Red. We oh, heard yeah. about this last year. Seemed like an intriguing concept because you have the inherently different approach of what happens if you are being pursued by one zombie, right? Kind of right. interesting. Just the one zombie, yeah. How's that going to work? Relentlessness of it. So it's basically Did not it follows, but with a zombie? Yeah. Okay. Did not care for this movie. <laughs> okay. Really? Was it because it seems like it'd be really easy to beat one single zombie? Because that's my concern about this movie. You know, actually... That was like one of the that's one of the least of my concerns okay. with the movie afterward. I think that like the biggest problem that I had with this is that it completely and totally lost focus going into like the third. I don't know. Probably I'll just say the third act. Sure. A little bit earlier than that, but really in the third <laughs> act. Like this was a really hard movie to carry the concept that it laid down forward for a feature. Yep. Like it just the idea was good. I can see how it was pitched and then became a screenplay and ended up being a feature length film, but it just didn't work. And they also granted they tried to do some things. A lot of those were novel. Some of those I liked. some of those I didn't. The vast majority I didn't. <laughs> it just it went in a direction that I did not care for and I didn't really understand. And I thought that it lacked focus. The, the one thing I will say is that the female lead, I, for, I forget her name. She did a really good job okay. because this movie lives and dies by... <laughs> Her ability to kind of sell what this situation that she is in is. Okay. Which is weird, kind of goofy, but also in a horror setting. And I wasn't sure what kind of balance it would have between goofiness and out-and-out horror. Sure. That it also kind of struggled with. Is this a goofy movie? Is this a horror movie? Yeah. And I thought that that hurt it a bit, too. But it had nothing to do with her performance. I thought she did great. Okay. I Jack, name, though. I have an important <laughs> question for you. Yeah, buddy. Did did Jake forgetting her name trigger King Kong in your head as well? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I forget good. her name. Yeah, <laughs> it's all I can think of. Glad we're on the same page there. I forget her name. Absolutely. That's all I saw. Yeah. Uh, okay, not bad. Um, I saw one movie as well. I would have seen more, but I had to get caught up on both Riverdale and Top Chef. Important so, things. You know, yeah, yeah. Ooh, priorities. Is there, is there another season of Riverdale out? Mark. There's a season of Riverdale currently going on. I think when I was first telling you, I think we're like in the second half of season two here. Oh. The first half ended around winter time, and, and now we're in the second half of season two. Around winter time. Yeah, around winter time. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, there is a second season of Riverdale out. It's still Riverdale. It's great. It is not on Netflix, Mark, so oh, I know that's okay. a barrier to entry care. for Keep you. talking. Whatever. What it is for free on the CW app, but okay. In I'm not going to install world. a CW app. That's a oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, I saw a movie that Jake watched last week, maybe the week before. I saw Veronica, uh, the Netflix original, uh, Spanish horror film. Paco Plaza. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. We're not here to spoil that movie. I largely mirror Jake's uh, yeah. thoughts on the movie. It was. I think I thought it was scarier than you did. I thought it was pretty scary. I thought it had really good scares. Yeah, did totally you well have to turn scares. it off? No, absolutely not. Not even back close. Back to it later. Okay. <laughs> really well staged scares. I mean, we've seen it before with Plaza. He knows how to do that. And totally. a lot of these were, I think I used The Conjuring. Yeah. It was reminiscent of that. Because yeah. it's a super simple concept, but it executed on it really well. Yeah. And um, it doesn't lose the tension in between the scares. So it's it's like they're earned scares. Yeah. 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 It's, a good, it's a good movie. I mean, definitely recommend it, especially because it's on Netflix. Yeah. You like, can fucking download it right. on your phone. Yeah. 
So it's good, worth watching. That's all I've got. Mark, I think we're still in your, like, three weeks ago, you watched a thousand movies series. We oh, yeah. are. We are. So yeah. movies, movies four through six this week, please. Uh, <laughs> I think I did four through six last week. Anyways, uh, I'm going to start with The Ritual. You guys have already watched this. You what, convinced yeah. me to see Woof. it because of your definition of people getting fucked within the woods and it makes some decisions. And holy shit, this is a good movie. Yeah, pretty it's good. really good, right? This, this, this was, I mean, it looks terrible from, from the preview, from what we did on Horror that, Release though. Roundup, frankly. I, I, did, I was so. not looking forward to this movie. when we. Yeah, it was kind of one of those like, ah, the concept looks cool. I thought it looked good. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, I, I, okay, I'm being harsh. It didn't look terrible. I think terrible, it was your but top it, one. It, well, wow. it might have been a bad month. Jesus. Dude, it was October. There were 45 it, other movies. I remember that. It was a very disappointing October. I don't know about that, though. You're wrong. You're objectively wrong. Uh, whatever. This movie is really great. It makes a decision, and I love the decision that it made. I am so totally. happy with what like came of this thing because <laughs> this could have it so easily could have been just another movie where people are getting fucked with in the woods, psychological, whatever. But the fact that it did what it did, kudos. Like, oh yeah, totally. the balls to do that and actually go in a direction and not really fuck it up. Yeah, yeah. Because this, like, at the beginning, too, like, this sets itself up to be something totally different and in that psychological vein. And then it's like, no, like, we're actually gonna show you something. Totally, Get man. ready. Yeah, it's I great. to show you yeah, all yeah. of it. I did spend, <laughs> like, a substantial amount of the first half of this movie just trying to run through the, uh, the, the robbery scene in my head, trying to figure out what I would do in that situation. And I'm pretty sure I'd throw at least, like, one vodka bottle at those guys before they beat either of you to death, but I mean... <laughs> I guess we don't really do know until that happens. I hope. Yeah. Yeah. I hope you'd do something. Alternatively, you guys just just give them the fucking wallet. Like who cares? You know? I got like stuff in there, man. Library card. Oh yeah. Yeah, you can't replace the library card. Those are important. Shut up. <laughs> Next up. I watched uh 2015's The Gift. This was mentioned on our podcast by I believe one Nick Shostakowski. Okay. As one of his favorites. I might be misattributing that. It might have been, might have been somebody else that threw it You might there, be. Hmm. <laughs> we've interviewed so many, you know, yeah. like luminaries in the genre. <laughs> it's one of our three interviews that we've done. <laughs> um, and, but anyways, whoever it was that we were interviewing, pretty sure it was Nick. He, um, he mentioned this as being one of his, like, favorites that he'd seen recently. And I can see why. It certainly made me uneasy, but... Mm. Give us a brief rundown. Yeah, like, a, what I, kind of movie is this? I don't remember anything about it. I know it. nothing. I essentially described this to... When we were talking about it with my love... When me and my wife were talking about this after we watched it, I described <laughs> it sense. as essentially like a jilted lover type movie where it's like the crazy ex comes back and is like wanting back into your life. But it's not quite like that because actually what it is is it's um, Jason Bateman and Joel Edgerton. And Joel Edgerton oh! plays this like, uh, yeah. Old, you know what I think he, I've seen? He's like this an movie. old high school buddy type thing, and it's like yeah. And a strange like gift shows up on Jason Bateman's doorstep. Yeah, I think a, I've a seen a series movie. of strange gifts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's basically about like the relationship between Joel Edgerton and Jason Bateman, and so while it's, it's like good creep? and interesting, and the it, twist itself is like made me actually like super but not cringe in a bad way but just like oh god what um it's just I, I really have a hard time watching jason bateman movies that guy is just an irreconcilable asshole i really? i'm starting to think i like jason just, bateman quite a bit 
I like Jason Bateman too, but it's entirely because of Michael Bluth and that Spelling Bee movie that he did. And every other um, movie he does, he's just a miserable asshole. What about that movie with Mila Kunis? You're going to have to be more specific. Uh, extract, I think. He doesn't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure I've seen it. Uh, oh, it's good. The, the chemistry's... This is a well-acted, well-put-together <laughs> movie. Edgerton directs it. Edgerton wrote it. Edgerton acts in it. I, I do really like Joel Edgerton. Um, mm. And ultimately, like, it's a pretty decent movie but it is there's a substantial amount of like just one of the characters being a monstrous asshole so is it creep meets seven uh might just be not creep. quite might just be creep i don't think there's okay. much seven mixed there's in no well you mentioned the the twist and you said a series of gifts and i was like what's in the box <laughs> so okay whatever you you do you mark yep uh, I I give it a, I give it a tenuous recommend if you're not really feeling like the traditional horror and you want something a little bit out of the box I you know give it a shot it is on a bunch of lists of like critically acclaimed movies yeah um, and it is freely available I think on Amazon Prime was how we watched it it's available on one of those things freely available okay. if you subscribe well I mean that's always <laughs> true it's freely available if you subscribe to Amazon Prime or Shutter or Netflix whatever they all cost money sure. Mark, movie the third. Go. Okay, last and the farthest from the least. Dave made a maze. Ah, oh, interesting. Shit, what a good movie this is. Oh okay, my god. Is it a good movie or is it a good movie to look at? It's a good movie. It's a good movie okay. to look at. It's a good movie to listen to. It, yep. it, it inspires childhood wonder. It, the, honestly, the, the biggest knock I have against it is that this is a horror site and the horror connection here is tenuous but there is definitely like horror things happening it is i would definitely say it's within the horror genre it's just within a bunch of other genres as well there's a lot of Mm -hmm. comedy happening here there's a lot of like just normal drama movie happening here this is a thing to behold i recommend wholeheartedly everyone right now goes out and finds this as best they can i had to get the dvd in the mail so I'm not sure of how course. available this is. I like how you say had to, like it was your last resort when we both <laughs> on this side of the mic know that that was exactly the first thing you would have done anyway. Uh, well, you know what's funny is usually I get Blu-rays in the mail, which is, I, I actually will wholeheartedly defend that. The Blu-ray thing oh, is so a much better Oh, you actually mean DVD, DVD. This was an actual DVD. Like they okay, seem to have a very limited print of physical copies. You know, I'm wondering if I have an actual method to play a DVD or Blu-ray. I'm not convinced that I do in my home. Can the Switch play a Blu-ray or a DVD or something like that? Doesn't have discs. Doesn't have a disc slot. I feel like I'm looking at a disc drive. Uh, There's probably a disc drive on that computer. I only built it. I wouldn't remember. Mark, you helped me build it. Does my computer have a disc drive? Uh, I mean, it definitely has a DVD drive. I don't. You have to buy a special thing for Blu-rays, and I don't know if you have it or not. So you got to watch this one. So, question, Mark. If this had a rating, which it might, it might not, what would it be? R? Are you okay. talking about MPAA rating or what I gave it? MPAA rating. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, probably. I, even though I just said R, it would probably be a PG. <laughs> yeah, I like so quick to say R. Yeah, now he's, he's like, I'm he jumped on R, yeah. and then we're so confused. About I'm trying to remember if there's any nudity in it. I don't think there is. So, so still R. No. So all the all the violence is like cartoon violence. They actually do it in a really creative and interesting way, wherein there's no blood in this movie, but there are blood substitutes and i think they'd be totally okay with that it, honestly like i totally. could see this thing going we know to, that basically it's pg-13 because of language 
and I okay. don't think much. Sure. Is. Okay. So if they were the in a question, if they were so. in a particularly forgiving mood, this could almost be like a PG movie. But honestly, super charming, lovely, fun to watch, just a great experience all around. Awesome. Awesome. I, I like check that. that out. Yeah, wholly recommend it. Well, Mark, I like that series of movies. That's uh, that's a pretty good set there. It was it was a strong series of weeks for me. Did you wait? Did you actually get through it? Uh, it no, I think I still have a few more. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! To be continued. Yeah. Get caught up on Riverdale, then come talk to me. Okay. Well, I can't install the CW app. I'm, I refuse to. I'm not going to do it, Jack. <laughs> Stop telling me to can. burn the duster. <laughs> I'm not going to burn the duster. <laughs> let's let's go to the feature presentation. Actually, let's not. I realized I made a mistake. So, listener, that intrepid listener uh, that made it to the end of our last podcast where you heard our draft of movies we're going to be reviewing. Oh, shit. Feature, yeah, that happened. I had made First a off, Thank you to, for making it to the end. Yeah. To Mark in particular, that when we drafted movies, I was mentioning that I really like war horror. Yeah. War horror. War uh, If you will. And I made a promise that I would draft one of my favorites in the upcoming draft, and we had had a substantial amount of beer because that was a doubleheader type recording. I, I barely remember <laughs> recording the podcast, frankly. Yeah. Um, Can't wait to hear it again. Didn't do it. I didn't do it. So what we're going to do is I'm just going to throw a movie out there, and we're going to tack it on to the rest and call it a day. Does that sound okay to you guys? Sounds yep. fine to me. Great. There's I mean, movie... you're getting an extra pick, and I don't love that. As a eh. power dynamic kind of a situation. I, I think it fits. But... I think you'll find that it's perfect. Jack, I think you'll find we're allowing him the extra pick. So really, the power is still Ooh. on our side. Okay, he's losing power by picking another movie. I yeah. see. Yeah, I like might exactly. not do it then. <laughs> pick a fucking movie. I might choose to forgo this pick. <laughs> I think that still means you have less power. Uh, you're gonna lose lose just pick your movie i don't like it i'm gonna pick a movie from 2002 this is about world war one actually uh andy circus stars amongst Ooh. some others uh, it's called death watch and it's basically interesting yeah we're gonna check it out it's about uh some soldiers and what happens to them in the trenches of world war one i've never even heard of this movie death watch that's awesome. coming at you eventually great setting yeah there you go and now it's time for the feature presentation god damn it over at adzhorror.com this week we watched 1992's brahm stokers got it thank you dracula uh mark this was your pick and you seemed to have been under the impression that this was a largely critically acclaimed film it is well it is it is critically acclaimed and that is one of the most phenomenally befuddling things i've ever come across (laughs) in my life yeah it made a lot of money it was like a 40 million dollar budget and it made like 260 million or something when your name starts with francis has a middle four and then ends with coppola you can you can that's why right. the movie that's Jack not even, was such a powerhouse. Oh, if you look, if you pitch to someone, I have a movie directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Done. Starring Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, Carrie Elwes, well, Anne Hathaway, uh, Tom Waits. D- Wait, hold on, hold Anne on. Hathaway. We're gonna stop you there for a second. Did I say who was Anne Hathaway? Sorry, Winona Ryder. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Did Fuck. you even watch this movie? How old was Anne Hathaway in 2002? Like 11? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, no, I mean, two, 1992, I guess. She was this a gaffer. Like she was one of the gaffers. <laughs> Sorry. Winona Ryder. My apologies to both parties. Gary Oldman's in, in it. some vampire sex orgy scene. Gary Oldman is in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you pitched this movie. That, and, Tony Hopkins. And it's based on, like, one of the most famous books. 
and one could argue that it's probably the most faithful adaptation of said book. Could be. I think it is. You could argue uh, certainly more than the other vampire movies I've seen. I mean, Dracula movies I've seen. <laughs> Nosferatu gets a little closer, I think. Mm-hmm. Oddly. Oddly. Nosferatu. We're going to get into all of this. Okay. 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 We got a lot of work to do here. Oh. <laughs> but uh, before we move on from the, the, the names associated with it, Francis Ford Coppola does, is not a, a ticket to success. I don't, I don't think that he that's true. He directed the Robin Williams vehicle, Jack. Godfather kid gets Jack disease. Uh, Godfather. Godfather three, two though. I mean, didn't he do three? I he, I don't he think three is looked upon fondly. It isn't, and he's but he's got Godfather. But then he used that claim to make this movie and Jack. I don't think he has that bad a name attached to him. <laughs> he's standing a hack. by it. Francis Ford Coppola, hack, hot, noted hack, hot take. <laughs> and actually, I mean, to that point, I th- well, this is a, as good a time as any to get into it. But the reason he made this movie was to rescue his uh, like production studio from bankruptcy. So probably like a good pretty work. good indicator there. Yeah, sure. Mark, yes, you picked this movie. Uh huh. That's me. <laughs> and <laughs> that means you're gonna have to hit us. With a 30-second plot synopsis. Okay. Uh, 30 seconds are on the goddamned clock, and it's going to start when you start. We got a whole microphone cables situation over here, so I'm not going to hold it up to the camera. Oh, I will. But I am just going to... So I got to go Oh, blind. I will. You're going to be on the fucking... Oh, yeah. You, yeah, we need the pressure. All right. All right. Okay. And it's going to start when you start. Keanu Reeves is Jonathan Harker, an intrepid new real estate agent. He is sent to Transylvania to meet with somebody who's interested in buying some London real estate. Turns out that somebody, Count Dracula, played by Gary Oldman, uh, he actually does close the deal. Good for him. Closers get coffee. Uh, But he is also then seduced by a series of succubi left there while Dracula goes to London. Uh, This is where it gets convoluted. He ends up seducing Keanu Reeves' fiance, And from there, it all culminates in them killing Dracula because she was also his resurrected, not resurrected, reincarnated ex-lover? I like how he just continued. He didn't even bother <laughs> no, stopping. He didn't, he didn't even bother stopping, commenting on how poor that was. Just hey, kept going. You know what? I was going to say this. It wasn't that bad. And Mark, I have an accusation to level here. I think you rehearsed that. I, I think that was a rehearsed plot synopsis. Well, I'll tell you this much. After the last My last two times right. I've done this, I completely yeah. forgot that I had to do it. This time I actually did remember that I had to do it. So I think that's what I have going for. I have a okay, follow-up question. How many times in front of a mirror? <laughs> Zero. Okay. Zero. Well, good for you, I guess, Mark. Good for you. I don't yeah, like to practice um, in front of a mirror because I don't like what I see, Jake. You were wrong. <laughs> oh, Mark. Be nice to my friend Mark, okay? He's oh. going through something. <laughs> uh, Mark, you were wrong right off the fucking bat. He's Why is that? a lawyer, not a real estate agent. I mean, I think a barrister. A barrister. Uh, I mean, yeah. frankly, at this time, okay, A, he's a solicitor, if Wikipedia is to be understood. And Whoa, okay, hold on. No, 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 no. Oh, look, look. He solicits things. <laughs> no, okay. English law does have barristers and solicitors. Um, Bro, I don't know shit about English law. And how many, frankly, how many, wait, how many solicitors are in a barrister? What's I'm sorry to all of our English listeners. I know there are some <laughs> of you. It's going to be infuriating. Yeah. This is, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, in any case, one of them is essentially a litigator and the other one is like a, like a, like a transactional lawyer. I do not remember which is which because of this bubbly champagne that's lovely and, but. Oh, I don't remember it for some other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I uh, never knew it. You have to know something in order Mark, to remember yeah. it. 
Did you read the Wikipedia page that said he was a lawyer and then just decide to change that to real estate agent because you liked it better? No. I mean, I feel like he feels like he's a real estate agent. He's okay. going there to sell him property. Yeah. What do you want? That's that's he's a real just estate trying agent. to make it. He's trying to make a deal and make sure that it's all Mark, like on the up and up. That's when you're selling is. that much real estate, you should always get a lawyer involved. Hashtag lawyers. That's I'm marketing why, for lawyers here. That's why he drills him about the the location of the ten properties. Yeah, and why he's are like, you doing what is this? The significance of this is this for market value? Do you see something? What do we need to know about the market so we can also exploit it as gentlemen? Write a good contract. Some insider trading. I get exactly. It. I get it. I mean, I still would consider he, him essentially. He, he can be a lawyer and a real estate agent. They are true. We're talking 1900s London here. Interestingly, Mark, professions have developed since then. That law wasn't passed in England until 1904. Great. That you could be both. Then, then, yep. Had to be one or the other. That's a bit of an anachronism then, frankly. That's something this movie (laughs) does wrong. We haven't gotten Good job, Francis. All right, all right, all right, all right. Mark, what in the fuck subgenre of horror does this movie fit into? Vampire, it's vampire. Vampire, it's vampire. I'm going to say vampire. (laughs) Is it vampire? Vampire. E- yes, uh, it's a it's a hard one to. Uh, although, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, yep. It Look, is. they deviate from a lot of the traditional aspects of the vampires. Um, they try to stick right with it, though, with the book. They combine. The book. Okay, I feel like okay. they do a lot of combination of vampire with werewolf, which is weird because yeah, Twilight tells me that they compete with each other. Is that how you pronounce that? Dra- no. Uh, Dracula Lycanthropy. in the book did not have the power to control and summon wind, as I recall. He wasn't a, an, an, an airbender. Well, <laughs> well, because there's <laughs> only one you have to airbender. just metaphor. Like, metaphors don't work as well on screen. You have to really get after it. <laughs> the dude airbending. can just control <laughs> things, okay? He can control nefarious things, like rats. They really made him more of just like a general wizard. I mean, you know, you're alive for that long. You're alive for 300 years. You're going to learn how to do magic. Yeah, like... Uh, Inevitably, what? is that serious? I'm going to call it sanguimancy. I don't think Dracula in the book had sanguimancy. I don't know what the fuck you just said, little kid. Ah, another second Avatar The Last Airbender reference in under two minutes. Frankly, too many. Or uh, you could be referencing the, the, the blood bending. Blood bending. Huh? I he, don't know what you just said. He controls the woman. It does the Dr. House style zoom in on her red blood cells, and then he like puppets her around by controlling her blood. Sanguimancy. That's huh. that's Legend of Korra, technically. Question. But... Question. Mark. Mark. What? I'm going to stop you right there. There's blood bending in Avatar, the original Avatar. Mm. There's a weird swamp woman waterbender yes. who's the only person who does blood bending. Yes, but Jack, you're okay. explicitly using the, the male pronoun of he. Well, because it's Dracula doing it. Dracula's a man. I don't care if it's 2018. Okay. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? Women can do whatever they want except be Dracula because he was a man. <laughs> Jake, Jake we don't Jack. know how he identified. What other subgenre of horror does this fit into? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get uh, to. Classic, maybe? No. Uh, I mean, so, it shouldn't be. So actually, to that point... It doesn't point, deserve to be. The reason I picked this uh, is because... It's because of the... This whole, this whole year, I've been trying to do... Go back and like see movies that are part of the genre that I haven't... Like, address my blind spots type thing. That was well, part of my New Year's this. resolution. So I Mark, was looking this wasn't at a, a sea movie diff- at all. This was set almost entirely on land. There was only a couple of boat scenes. Nice. So, <laughs> so I've been looking at a bunch of lists to Mark, try and... Mark, you get it? I mean, you get it? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> okay. No, okay. I don't. I don't get it. it. I think he gets it. Please explain it to me. 
An excruciating detail. So the, you know what the worst part about that joke was? This is actually a lot more of a C movie than like most movies. Yep. Uh, my anyways, yep. my point was I looked up a bunch of lists to see if there was anything that kind of stuck out to me that I needed to see. Uh, and this is on a surprising number of like top hundred horror movie lists. Totally, totally oh, is. God, that's stupid. I think people look at the cast and they're like, "Yep, yeah, I've got to put that on there." <laughs> without ever yeah, actually, they get they get it. twenty minutes in, look at the cast, and nobody, literally nobody except us heroes, can sit through the entirety of this thing. So, so I, they assume it's, it's great. I, I I don't know if I have any other subgenres. Frankly, I, I don't care. I have yeah. one. Uh, I have one. What historical? This is set in the 1900s. This yeah, is it's a period, period piece. piece, sure. I mean, it's set in the... Did you add a historical subgenre to our... Oh, we've had it. We added it a number of podcasts ago. I think we added it for The Others, or something like that. Mm. Oh, thanks, Jack. Well, it fits for The Others. It fit, I mean, they're all period pieces. <laughs> Anything, Honestly, almost any movie, sorry, you English listener, set in England is historical. Um, 28 Days Later. Almost. Keyword. <laughs> Listener, you can't see the look on Jake's face, but it would be described as utter defeat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. You're right. That's it. That's it. We're done. What does this movie do right? Wait, hold on. What is your experience with the movie? Have you guys seen this oh. before? I, I honestly hadn't Good seen question. it before. I had looked Good at a bunch question. of lists. It was on a bunch of lists, so I threw it out there because I wanted to watch it. Yep. I watched this movie with my parents wow. circa 2003, I want to say. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of breasts in this movie. Yeah, well, well, I mean, you're some. In, There's some breasts. junior high. Yep. Uh, that's fine. That's weird to watch with your parents I in was, junior high, though. Yeah, what, 13, 14 years old? 14, sure, 15? I mean, throw your age out there. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm a 24-year-old man. It's yeah, fine. You know. Maybe I, a hexadecimal. <laughs> I had not seen this movie. Yeah, and it's primarily because I had heard that it was trash, so I avoided it like the plague. Until now, until I forced. So you, to you watch hadn't it. seen this before? Oh no, I avoided it. Frankly, shit, I'd seen yeah, this before no. very uncomfortably. No, I chose not to watch this movie. I have avoided this movie. Okay, and now I watched it. Good work. Until now, mm-hmm. <laughs> I Mark, it. you you thought of this movie as a classic and critically acclaimed. So you thought this was a pretty good one. I thought it was going to be better going in. I mean, if you look at the metrics, it has a 75% on the Tomatometer. On IMDb, it's at 7.5 out of 10, with 160,000 reviews. People like this movie, and I don't understand it. So, going in blind, Um, I felt like this was going to be good. Uh, Review spoilers, nope. People, <laughs> people describe this movie. I think what I've what I've heard, and and part of the reason why I've kind of avoided it is I've heard guilty pleasure associated with this movie a little bit. Yeah, like it has a cast there. I think as we get into which we are now doing what the movie does right. I think you can't take away from what this movie does visually. Certainly true. It is intricate, immaculate, really fucking cool to look at yeah so we're that just gothic, diving right into what the movie does yeah, i think yeah, we yeah, have yeah. to yeah what this movie's like gothic sets are really cool like, and really consistent cool. and strong yeah, yeah. Abs- i'm on board for that yeah, yeah. totally they, they build the world they're in and mm-hmm. they're great mm-hmm. that's fair and they and do all. to that point they do recreate the scenes from nosferatu and other dracula movies pretty well like the ones that you're expecting to see they throw in there and they faithfully recreate them including the vampire sex orgy 
Well, not yeah, so much. They do. Honestly, the one that I had my eye out for was uh, Dracula rising vertically from his tomb as though he was like sure. pivoting on his heels. And they do, they, I mean, it's, they don't really give it much time. It takes probably about a second total for that whole shot, but they do include <laughs> yeah. that. And they I think, needed the 11 minutes they spent on the absinthe transitions of dripping green liquid shots. Totally. The, the editor couldn't find any room to cut. <laughs> to make room for the classic Dracula scene. You gotta show you the gotta... rats running upside down. You gotta show the dri- the liquid dripping upward. People need to know something's <laughs> off. For minutes at a time! I mean, to the point that Mark's making, though, it, it's... I'm gonna throw in what the movie does right category, although it kind of starts to toe a line to a degree. Like, some of the things, looking back to Nosferatu, there were certain homo- homages. <laughs> homages here. <laughs> They were uh, homogenous well, homages. Know, homages here. Uh, like the initial scene of Keanu and Winona when they're like making out. It's like make out peacock train tunnel. <laughs> it's so, right. Yeah. Uh, those the way they did that is very reminiscent of some of like the older school filming. I mean, I think the most on the nose is like when they talk about like the whatever video crank thing. Cinematograph. Cinematic. Yeah. And it's actually in that format. There were instances here where it went to such a great degree to like try to capture some of that magic of old school film i'm not saying it worked okay right, good because i was gonna quibble with i hated yeah. all the scenes with the cinematograph no, they no. were terrible i'm not saying it worked right but at least they did it maybe it's what the movie does middle and i just jumped the gun okay i don't know where to pot it i'll i'll, I'll go along with they that. were yeah, trying they were trying to pay homage to what the old school renditions of this story had done in certain ways yeah and i cool. think they were also cool in, in that same vein, they were trying really hard to maintain the gothic, you know, 1900 world they built. Or I guess 1897, technically. Uh, but they, they, and they, they tried really hard at that, and I think they were largely successful. There's some weird stuff in there, uh, but they, they tried. Well, and to pile on to Jack's point, which is but itself piling on to Jake's point, they... It's a double pile on. <clears throat> double pile on. They... Love it. Actively tried to avoid... Uh, computer-generated effects. Granted, this is yeah. 1992, so there wasn't a whole shitload you could do with that anyway, but everything you see in this, with like literally only one exception that I'm aware of, is all done in camera. They're filming okay. just exactly then what I, you're seeing. Then I have a question. Yeah. The exterior shots of Dracula's castle, is that just a really bad painting it's a miniature those look like horse shit it's a miniature it looks so bad jack miniatures look good sometimes though it's a miniature they made it out of clay and painted it that's what they They had 44 million dollars they couldn't throw another 90 to get a good miniature artist 90 million it looks i I feel like if you compare that like you (laughs) they just need to pay him for another hour of overtime Eh. yeah that's how that works stop motion too i mean as far as i'm aware this movie looks good as far as i'm aware well it doesn't though we'll get to that (laughs) it does as far as it I'm does. aware, no. the only the, on, the only non in camera mm. effect, like the only post effect they added, was the weird blue flames that they absolutely didn't need anyway. When he's originally arriving, terrible. Well, there was also like the green fog. Oh, that might be one too. That's definitely post. Yeah, the, you're trying to tell me black and white. This movie does not look good because that's objectively incorrect. No, I, I am trying I, to tell you that. I'm t- it may have looked that's good at the time, stupidness. but that's I, asinine. Does not age looks well. Great. I like the look of this movie. Does the movie not looks great. Age the costume well. sets and even even the scenes, okay, the scenes where people explode in blood and blood comes from both sides of the cameras in a showering spray. <laughs> I love the blood it's cannons. Not, 
it's nonsense, and it makes no sense as to where the blood's coming from, but it looks good. <laughs> the blood explosion looks good. I had this written under does middle it's not a bad because blood cannons are inherently awesome and phenomenal and should be in everything, but mm-hmm. they also don't look good <laughs> objectively. They look good. They just make no fucking sense. You didn't rip this person in half and then erupt both halves of them from five feet away. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my point. <laughs> I don't think it has to make sense to look good. Everything about that's this what movie, I'm saying. Yeah, I think it looks good. Yeah, the best like the best way I can describe this movie is in a word overblown. Everything about this is overblown. And that's fine if you stick with it consistently. Sure. It's excessive. That's a certain... Oh, it is. There is some excess. But we're trying to talk about what it does right. And I I am going to stand behind the... This movie looks good. I think the sound was good, too. The score was pretty solid. Sure. Yeah. Visually, sonically, good movie. Sonically. Everything else? We'll get to that. (laughs) Uh, Here's... Uh, something that kept me at least mildly interested in it. While the nudity is Boop. is distressingly lopsided and it's only female breasts you see throughout the thing. You wanted sure. some that's more not... dong? That's fine, Jack. Cool. I look, look. There wasn't just really saying. any dong. There's no dong at all. There was frankly even no shirtless males except for Gary Oldman as a monster sometimes. Uh, they didn't even give me, like, Keanu Reeves. Oh, they showed me his nipple bleeding one time, and that was distressing. No, but, so, so to clarify, to clarify, listener, you don't see, like, blood around the nipple. You see blood coming out of the nipple as though it were milk. Yeah, it's, it's a whole, it's... <laughs> Jake, Jake, I'm highlighting a note that you can see here on my notes. What, what does that note say? Well, listener and Mark, <laughs> it says the following. Blood nipple is pretty weird. <laughs> It is. Which it was. It is. Can it's, confirm uh, was weird. Um, but with with the caveat that it's it's not a good thing that there was more female nudity than male nudity, and it was clearly exploitative and bad. Uh, those are some good looking ladies that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed those naked ladies. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I saw it. people talk about it as a guilty pleasure. Guilty Boobs. pleasure. It's a it's a Skinamax flick. Mm, not quite, but I can see where you're going with it. It it, you t- it takes a lot longer in between yeah. the sexy scenes than it does in a Skinamax flick. Well, because, Jesus. <laughs> this movie, we are on a string of movies that are way longer than they need to be, boys. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything else this movie does right, or could we get into the yes. real? Yes, we're, yes, we're there, in, is. We're yes there is. There's an important thing that this movie does right that I do want to talk about with you guys, because, honestly, Anthony Hopkins faithful, is great. Faithful, well, cast, yes. Anthony, so, what? yeah. Well, not Except just Keanu cast. Reeves, not just terrible. Shush! <laughs> Shush! He was born to play this part. <laughs> Not just cast. Anthony Hopkins and uh, Winona Ryder both turn in great performances. But honestly, what I, don't I know, wanted I'll stand to talk about was the scene in Lucy's tomb once she turns into a vampire and they like are opening up her grave or yep. her casket. That whole scene is really good. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. agree with that. But yeah. at that point... I'll agree with that. It does that right. But at that point, the movie has lost me to such a degree that I don't care. Well, it's also kind of like when the harem first attacks Keanu Reeves uh-huh. and you get the blood nipple scene uh-huh. and then Dracula shows up and they back off. They're all moving all herky jerky. And that's really cool in an, in an isolated scene. It doesn't fit with the rest of the movie. Well, that's what this, fucking all. And that's what this movie mostly is, right? <laughs> is that this. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to jump. A gun. I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to. But it's isolated scenes. I, yeah, that's the thing. Is I think that it's funny that you said this mo- that doesn't fit with this movie because that scene is good. 
Well, I mean, <laughs> look, review spoilers. I don't like this movie. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I do want to highlight something that this movie does actually do phenomenally right. That is one of it the quintessential good. like vampire scenes that if I were to make a highlight reel to show to someone, that would be that whole scene would be on there. That herky-jerky, like, the orgy and leading to Dracula with the blood nipple in there? No, 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 The The Lucy's Tomb also, scene. Yes. Where she carries... Oh, okay. She carries the small <laughs> child the down. The child is, like, <laughs> actually crying. Like, apparently that kid had some emotional distress when they were actually shooting this. She did not want to be there. Not into this. Oof. And I mean, uh, that just basically the general chemistry and, like, the makeup and effects that they use there comes together to form one of, like, a... One of the more intense and, like, satisfying vampire scenes you'll ever see. Yeah, it's a really good scene. Yeah. Which takes us to what point. the movie does middle. We already talked about yeah. blood cannons. The movie does middle. Blood cannons. That, I, I'll agree with you. That is a that is a clearly middle thing, because they're awesome, but they're stupid. <laughs> yeah, yep. Awesome, but stupid. There's a lot of that. I wanted to bring up another what? scene here. Uh, and you guys, I don't know. I'm curious to know what your guys' thoughts are on it. I think the werewolf scene in the in the graveyard or hedge maze or whatever the fuck that thing is, in yep. which Lucy is originally turned into a vampire by a werewolf. Is pounded. <laughs> it's a good scene. The werewolf looks pretty good, but there's like a lot of weird effects happening. Oh, totally. They have, a, they have an overlay of... Just somebody's vasculature, like some like the cardiovascular system is just laid yeah. over. Yeah. Why? It's strange. Uh, <laughs> look, they do a couple of Why? one-offs here and there, like in the 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 sanguimancy scene I talked about earlier. In this scene, sometimes they just try something like, and now we're gonna zoom in on her blood vessels, and now we're gonna show you her cardiovascular system is, for no reason. Is this art for art's sake? I don't think so. I think I I don't know. I think it's just too many cooks. I think there were too many. Are you sure? I don't I think there's that think many so. cooks, Jack. I think this is like one cook, this maybe is, two cooks. This max. is a book. You think this was Francis Ford Coppola? his vision that this is what he wanted totally. to be out on screen no yes. i think mm. this was assistant directors for all but the main shots no i think i think this is like a doubt. one his or name two is francis ford coppola so you you attribute the <clears throat> shitty scenes to him i attribute the artsiness and let's do this the way the book he's the director <laughs> so i attribute literally every scene to him that's a better way of putting it but <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So, uh, guys, I have a question. Is no, oh, <laughs> no, you don't. Okay, Jake says you don't. Moving past it. Do you guys have any any other does middles? Uh, I put the vampire sex orgy in it because at least it was interesting. I hey, I enjoyed it. I think that scene. Well, I mean, it was an interesting. I think scene. that scene's actually. I assume it's when you're you're talking about when the brides, the succubi, first arrive, and like, Correct. actually, that scene's pretty cool from an effects standpoint. They appear yeah. from. The like from underneath the mattress, they like arise yeah, no, into. It's the an scene. interesting scene to look at, and it doesn't really need to be like compare this to Nosferatu, for example. Cut doesn't need to be there. Does nothing really for the story. Like you totally. don't need Dracula coming in and D coming in and shooing <laughs> these succubi away. You don't need any of it, but it looks cool. Yeah, it doesn't does. Help the pacing, but most of the movie doesn't <laughs> help the fucking pacing. <laughs> So, eh, put it in the middle. So, supposedly, the they, they consulted with a bunch of magicians to figure out the best way to make them appear on set. Because, like I That's said, cool. there's no there's no CG effects in this. It's all practical yeah. stuff. So, they and actually made, like, some weird trap y shit. That's awesome, actually. That they, like, and appeared I out of the mattress. Wonder, it's a really cool yeah. effect. Mark, 
I like that's it. Awesome. Mark, did you watch this with your lovely wife? Of course I did. Has she read the book? No. Before? No, we're both illiterate. So, oh, okay. have you read the book no, before? No, I have not. Oh, okay, okay. So during that scene, because I, I was genuinely curious to wonder, like, that that is a faithful adaptation of a scene that happens in the book. Yes. In, in terms of the, and, and them coming out of nowhere and appearing there. And mm-hmm. did you think it might have been a dream? Like, what did you think when he's on that, like, silver sheet and they're appearing? Did that seem weird to you? What? <laughs> so it seemed very literal to me. I think I have a pretty good radar on when things are m- like metaphorical dream sequences and when oh. of, when they're literal. Oh, Brag, okay. And yeah, I, to I, me, I that seemed like they were appearing, but they were appearing corporeally, like they were physical beings, and he wasn't dreaming. <laughs> nice superpower, Mark. Thank you. It's the best I can do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that <laughs> and maybe drinking heavily. Hmm. Uh, yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, they did a good job. And, and I don't think you could replicate that scene from the book any better. I think that is a perfect recreation. If you want to recreate that scene from the book, Jake, you said it, it's unnecessary. But if you want to recreate it, that's how you do it. Sure. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of the movie falls into that category. It really does. (laughs) Yeah. So I, I think this is that to me, like a lot of the movie could have fit into this but that was the typification <laughs> of what this movie does middle yeah this like, movie could have been almost the best movie ever if if francis ford coppola had taken a step back and realized that maybe bram stoker while he wrote an iconic <laughs> and great book wasn't one of the best writers in the history of forever and like everything he wrote <laughs> maybe he really gold. fucked that up <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe, maybe his book wasn't perfect that's probably true. That's yeah. That's that's a good claim. Uh, fuck. That's all I have. One thing okay, that's funny that's, about that's the example. One thing that's funny about that scene is apparently like by contract they actually were supposed to be fully nude, but no one on set was was wanting them like wanted to tell them that. So they weren't. So that yeah. So what you ended up getting that's was just a topless scene. But like there was there was basically like Coppola told the best boy told the gaffer told the sound guy or whatever it was mark, just this game mark, of telephone. did you just run through the two movie industry words you know yes that aren't like actors uh yeah yes, essentially the answer. <laughs> there's only so many words jack <laughs> anyways filibuster apparent, apparently they were on contract to be like straight up fully naked and uh i'm it was I just too awkward on set to tell them the, they were supposed to disrobe yeah. i'm thankful for the not full frontal it was weird enough it was weird enough yeah probably fair yeah. All right. The fuck does this movie do wrong? Yeah, do you guys oh, let's have try to keep it limited here. We're long I, enough already. I really struggled to write anything down for does wrong. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, look, this is kind of my shtick at this point. People mm-hmm. have pointed out hey, this movie's too fucking long. It's I think so <laughs> long. It isn't that much longer. Is it any longer than Sphere? I think it's actually shorter than Sphere. It is shorter than Sphere. But it is. It does feel longer. Boring. Holy shit. This is more boring than Sphere. It is 128 so what minutes What harms long. this movie is that it's over two hours long, and in its faithful, air quotes, adaptation of the book stance, you have kind of like the letter by letter, because the book is written in like a sequence of letters, right? Right. That does not help for pacing. So you have no fucking clue what's happening. 
It's crazy. You lose it. It loses you from an immersion standpoint almost immediately, and on top of that, it is over two hours long. And along with that, the exposition. Sometimes they do nothing for exposition. Sometimes they have Keanu Reeves narrating on top of Which, somebody reading newspaper headlines, on top of a kid screaming newspaper headlines, yep. on top of, like, written yep. exposition. There's, like, how much exposition can I cram into a single scene? I'm yep. going to do it all. Yep. What's the least native way I could explain yep. to what's happening in the book in there so the movie's too long it's boring it hurts it from an immersion standpoint keanu reeves born to play this role as i mentioned (laughs) born to play this role that was my number one is there a worse british accent on record number one with a bullet this is for does wrong this is the archetypal bad british accent right this is people talk about this all the time this is it this is it yeah bloody wolves chasing me through a blue inferno (laughs) it's comically bad the fact that he lives with himself after doing this look i i I watched this with my lovely wife and we were talking about like man i like keanu reeves so much because he's apparently the best dude in the world like the nicest guy who's ever lived and donates all of his money to people he meets on the street also also, from the subway also pause there is a conspiracy theory that he's literally immortal and he's been alive for centuries which is just i like that too i like that too but Holy shit, it's hard to stay on his side when you watch this movie. No, honestly, I think that fits the theme that you just established pretty well. Like, I think what you talked about, it requires a certain amount of, like, not giving a fuck. Okay, okay. And this is, he had to have not given a fuck. And look, there are roles that Keanu Reeves fits very well. He's perfect in Bill and Ted. Yes, that's that's the perfect casting. That is, like, I was joking, obviously, that sarcasm listener. I don't do it very well sometimes. Bill and Ted, that's what he was born to play. Absolutely. Yeah. I Not honestly, he's, people have written Johnny Utah? literal PhD. Th- Come What's on. What's that? Johnny Utah, point break. That perfect role. He's still, not t- still, yeah. still better in Bill and Ted. People have written literal PhD theses on why he's uh, a great Neo for the Matrix because he's a blank slate that people can put themselves into. Bill and Ted, though. And, and Bill and Ted. And, and <laughs> no, similar with John Wick, right? He does a great job in all of those. This is not the role for him. No. I I just I'm just going to put this out there. There's a YouTube video which I indulged upon right before we started this call. Indulged. Entitled Indulged upon. upon. Not just indulged. <laughs> you want to do that but in a British indulged accent? Upon. Indulged. Upon. Do, yes, Mark. do your best Keanu Reeves. <laughs> indulged upon. Uh-huh. Uh called just go ahead and Google this. Best acting ever, Keanu Reeves in Dracula. It's just all of his scenes from this and it's it's so good. <laughs> well, look, I'm definitely splicing some of that in here. Oh yeah, yeah, we're definitely so, we're definitely so splicing good. in the blue wolves through the inferno or whatever. I've seen many strange things already. Bloody wolves chasing me through some blue inferno. I mean, it's comically bad, right? It's it's the quintessential example of bad bad accents. It's really phenomenal, and the fact that he blamed it on being too tired. What is yeah is okay a, is look yeah thing. you had a good way you could just say like yeah it was bad and nobody would have given it a second thought but he said he was too tired yeah, he's like no nah, i was making like three other movies and i just kind of rolled on a set and i was too too sleepy ah. to be a good actor in his defense if i was involved in some kind of vampire orgy and one of them made blood come out of my nipple i'd probably need some recuperation time absolutely yeah that really takes it out of you i mean i assume what else did this movie do wrong <laughs> i appreciate the visual effects they were going for 
as far as the fact that they did everything practically. But I'm already out but, on whatever you're about to say. They look <laughs> bad. Out. The green mist looks bad. The overlay yeah, of that the cardiovascular system and the skeletal system on people looks bad. That looks really those, bad. I agree so, with you on those. And and and, and like we t- whatever the cause, whether it was Francis Ford Coppola or whether it was a series of assistant directors doing different things they wanted to try. It's bizarre to have a one-off shot like it's from fucking Dr. House where they zoom in on a red blood cell. Why do they do that sometimes? And also, why do they have blood coming out of his nipple? Whoa. You don't, this, you this simply don't need This clearly that. very sexual, Mark. Well, I mean, that's, that's fair, actually. That is a good point. That's, like, quintessential to the Dracula mythos is yes. the sexuality of vampirism. But I don't think they nailed it even remotely at all in this one. No, uh, they just made it weird. They just did some they things did, that they like, did. Were cast noted sexy man Gary Oldman, well, heartthrob Gary Oldman. Well. Ca- <laughs> he's not like a hunk. That's rude. He becomes the role, Jack. <laughs> he becomes young. Uh, God, it is a lot easier to see him as a heartthrob when he's young than when his hair looks like a butt. <laughs> so yeah we've established a lot of things here no connective tissue it's a big part yeah it's a really big part i'm gonna get back to that there's no connective tissue between almost any of these sequences because it's just this happens this happens this happens and they're kind of self-contained little like okay i'm gonna experience this that's fine but as a movie-going experience, this doesn't even really feel like one. It feels more like an art display. Okay, and so here is... Yes, you're exactly right about that. This, honestly, the the narrative of this movie is better in shitty video games. Where it's just bad cutscenes in between the action. Like, honestly, <laughs> Jake, you are one of the chosen many. Yeah. As you know. As I, I do know. Yeah. Yes, and what video game am I talking about? Eternal Darkness. Yeah. Sanity's Requiem. And yeah. and frankly, the fucking terrible cutscenes in that movie are exactly that on movie. par yeah. with the narrative in this movie. Of just like, <laughs> here's some shit happening. Here's Keanu <laughs> Reeves narrating it. over someone reading a newspaper over the actual picture of the newspaper. <laughs> oh, it's insane. <laughs> mm. Lastly... I just want to throw out there. Oh, lastly, huh? Well, unless you guys have anything else, I just want to throw out there. I have one more big one. Okay, you go then. Because I think mine actually might be at a, a certain station that we need to arrive so, at soon. Okay. Well, yeah, no, this is something it does wrong. So, by Dracula, Gary Oldman did pretty well. I think we've established, right? On large part. But the very first time you hear him, when it's the narration of the letter he wrote. Okay. He sounds like Tim Curry in Congo. <laughs> Listen to that again. The Your Friend D letter. And tell me he doesn't sound like Tim Curry in Congo. I challenge you. One of the great characters of all time, Tim Curry in Congo. Uh, look. Legitimately, yes. I love Tim Curry in Congo. He was one of the only saving graces of that fucking movie. Sounds like him. It fucking sounds like him. And it some... Did. So... I wrote this down too. Gary Oldman does a great job. He's a good actor and he does a good job with most of it. That scene's weird. Yep. There's another scene when he first meets uh, Mrs. Reeves. What? Uh, I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Um, 
is he going for an Italian accent there? I, it sounds dude, like he's going for an Italian accent. I feel like there accent. are several accents happening. He says, like, aren't... at one point, it's not, it's a me. But, like, it, when he's doing his ostensibly <laughs> me, Eastern Dracula. European accent, he says, it's a me. Like, he, he has that kind of Italian. Because, yeah, you can't. I think the problem Do you need a Swedish is... plumber? <laughs> you can't be. No, that's good. I'm going to do that. You can't be Bella. You can't be Bella Lugosi. Totally. You cannot. No. Okay? Just don't even fucking try. Like, the fact that that became such a, like, known quantity in Dracula-ism is almost a problem. <laughs> so I've I've also read that Gary Oldman has cited this as kind of a turning point in his acting career where you need to hire multiple... I haven't Where he got the, better? I mean, he wasn't well, really known for much. Totally, yeah, no, no. And, and I, I, I haven't read this anywhere. Like, I haven't read this from him or seen the interview with him, but I've read somebody describing the interview with him. So we're on, we're on like, fifth, fifth, sixth degree of separation. Oh, great, here. great, but great. Objection, Your Honor. Hearsay. <laughs> overruled. Damn it. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, he has said that... This movie clued him into the importance of hiring a vocal coach, of there are other things you need to do in movies like this. And clearly that's worked for him, because Gary Oldman is great now, and I've never seen him be in as bad a movie since. When, frankly, like, he's the one who has this whole PR thing circulating around him that he legitimately forgot, like, his natural accent because of the amount of vocal coaching he's received in his career. And I don't buy that for that's one second, but it is, like, a fun little, like, actor thing that's part of the lore. Sounds like some horse shit. It is horse shit. It is absolutely yep. horse shit. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we might be onto a certain station. We might. What nitpicks do we have this week, gentlemen? I changed up the call this week. The blasts. Yeah, why'd you... I feel like, Mark, if you're going to create a train call, it has to be consistent. That's like the one thing with a train call. No, so see, here's the thing. If I just make Mm -hmm. a bunch of different train calls, then I can own the copyright on all of them. That's not how that uh, works. That's legally sound, yes. Yep, see? Um, see? As, yeah. as <laughs> I guess I've been overridden. I, I don't know. That's how copyrights work. Okay, first scene. Literally the first scene in the movie. Is Dracula's armor made out of, like, cured meat? Human body? It appears to be a salami armor. Yeah. Yeah, it looks... I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool, man. No, it it's like, not cool. It, like it looks shitty. It looks awful. <laughs> It's I like find pastrami to be the most erotic of all the salted cured so meats. Prosciutto's dumb. pretty good, I think you'll find. He's they're got great some, in the heat. I've they're great in the heat. Crushing them. <laughs> that was a joke for one person. <laughs> he, who, who doesn't, doesn't listen, listen to this podcast. <laughs> he's he's got, he's got some olive loaf in there. He's got some prosciutto. He's got some uh, capicola. Yo, it, it's olive loaf for the nipples. Yo, capicola is the best. Put it on your subs. Yeah. I'm just going to say, if you, wear that, if you wear that suit of meat long enough, you're going to get the gout. That's what's happening. Yes, that's a fair nitpick. Dude, that's a weird fucking armor. It was suit. super weird. I I agree with the nitpick. To me, I I eh, good joke. <laughs> Looks like dude took his skin off, and you're like revealing. I get what they were going for. You're like revealing the must, revealing the musculature. Sure. You know what would look better than that is just like actually having blood anything? spattered armor. Just anything else. <laughs> yeah, like basically armor? almost any just other armor. type of armor would be good. I mean, the whole open to this movie was bizarre. And so long. Well, the whole thing was so long, so it yeah, kind of like, I don't think minutes, we need to, so like, 14 it, minutes honestly, before. Rewind. What did the movie do right? It set the tone. <laughs> you knew what you're getting. 
nonsense effects that don't look terrible but make no sense and way Holy too long. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, his mm-hmm, um, I agree. next up, same scene. His lover flings herself to her death Great. into a river. Okay, well Multiple. listener, just if if you're here, buckle in. We're gonna be here for three and a half hours. Mark is still on the first two minutes of the movie. <laughs> Elizabeth flings herself into a river. Multiple hundred foot fall. They show her body. What is the I injury that was she has Penelope sustained? Penelope Cruz at first. <laughs> what is the injury she has sustained, guys? She has a trickle of blood from her mouth. She fell off multiple hundreds of feet onto jagged rocks. Yeah. A uh, minor internal bleeding that manifests itself by a small trickle out the mouth. Frankly, I mean, it's miraculous she does. What did you want? Did you want them to show what she would have looked like normally? Hey, we scraped up this bloody mess. Here's a pile of humanity. <laughs> I mean, Mark, in their defense... They didn't give me the Dr. House-style zoom-in on her insides to show me what happened in there. <laughs> the, so I guess this scene was great. <laughs> the the Sniper Warrior 3 thing where her, like, lungs explode and <laughs> kidney explodes and all the other shit? That, I would have liked that. Yeah. Here, here's more of an all-encompassing nitpick to get away from just the first scene. <laughs> the scenes. scariest part of this movie was a spider in a transitional shot. False. It was. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a fear of spiders, as we've established. It was scary. Okay. It was scary. This is a horror movie. It's marketed as a horror movie. Yep. Correct? It's yep. not like, oh, it's a I, I am actually interested in what we thought the scariest scenes were. Obviously, you thought the spider. Oh, very. I thought the harem moving all herky-jerky. Eh. Mark, scariest scene? Ooh, might be the werewolf smoke fog scene where he converts Lucy to a vampire. Incorrect, but I'll take it. Okay. Uh, in any case, Jake, I don't think that's a nitpick. It is. <laughs> it is. I mean, if you're more of a horror movie, like have a scarier scene than a spider. That's just something it does wrong. Then now, okay, okay. It's a nitpick. This is a very vaguely described segment, so I'm going to adhere to that. <laughs> uh, Mark, my next. We're, we're going chronologically here. Apparently, my next nitpick comes during that harem orgy scene. So if you have one before that, I'd, I'd just like to do hear it, it, Jack. Chronological nitpicks, I love it. Where did Dracula get the baby that he sated his harem with? I feel like he just has access to babies, you know? Okay, he needs Keanu Reeves to feed on, but then he also just has, apparently, babies he can reach into a closet and produce to feed on. Yeah, he has a stockpile. He's a stockpile of babies. (laughs) Like, where the fuck did that baby come from? His closet. You already covered this. He's got a closet full of babies. <laughs> closet full of babies. <laughs> it's I and frankly, I have no idea what they're actually doing there. They just show a baby and then they show Keanu Reeves overacting disgust, I think is the general emotion. Well, he's look, going the for. harem's clearly eating this baby. They they got tired of having to extract blood from his nipple for some reason and they just eat this fucking baby. It's the most efficient way to extract <laughs> blood is through the nipple. Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> Through the male nipple. I knew it was good for something. Yeah, Look, evolution's a lie. If, if, mil- if you have nipples, you can milk it, so <laughs> blood comes out too, right? <laughs> Jesus Come Christ. on, man. We've known this for a long time. Long time. <laughs> uh, my next nitpick. Experimental Earth isn't anything that's ever existed, I don't think. Look, I wasn't around in 1896, 97, whatever. But they're not transporting experimental Earth from Transylvania to London. That's not a thing. Uh, what about, like, diatomaceous Earth? Or, like, I feel like there's... 
a scene from Broken Arrow where they're talking about like endangered stuff that's in the soil. So I would buy that, but they aren't, number one, because it's just Earth that Dracula used so he could get there. Number two, I googled Experimental Earth just to make sure it didn't come up in like any of the old tomes I have in my uh, in, in my electronic library. I kind of lost my train of Humble thought there. Cool. Electronic library, yeah. yeah. Jack has uh, tomes. But, Ooh. Oh yeah, I've got a lot of tomes on, uh, on my computer saved in Google. Uh, Experimental Earth isn't a thing. Okay, so Jack, you're trying to tell me. The year's 1900, or it's actually like 1896, or whatever they fuck they say. Around there, yes. Yes, sir. Yes. And some bro comes up to you, and he's like, yo, here's $100. Ship what I tell you to ship to where I tell you to ship it. And it's labeled with experimental earth. Are you going to be like, you're going to show up and be like, I don't know, man. This isn't a thing. Uh, $100 back then is fucking Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell that guy, look. You clearly want this to be successful. Call it something that exists that when I show up at a dock no, and say I have a hundred crates of experimental earth, they're not going to be like, what the fuck does that mean? No. Uh, would you, do you, did you, would you care to change your answer to something that exists in the world that you're transporting? Buddy, you're a dock worker in this scenario. Do you really think you have like a pretty decent understanding of like the scientific papers of the day? He's a, probably I mean, a scientist. Mark, I was a cable puller and then a construction worker for multiple years with a biochemistry degree on this earth. Times have changed, Jack. Times have changed. (laughs) You're trying to tell me if you're just some guy in the 1940s who sees a crate full of flux capacitors, you're going to be like, that's not a real thing. I mean, all I have to go on is my experience in this world, and yes, I would do that. So, so a quick... Quick math tells me that Mark's hundred dollars in eighteen ninety six equals about three thousand dollars today. That's not even that much. Yeah. But but it is enough for me to be like, look, Big D, my friend, Big D, I uh, I I think we should be successful. If you're look, kick me an extra five hundred bucks and I'll 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 gin you up a story that'll work when we get to port. Jack, literally no one is looking at this line. transaction. Here's three thousand dollars for a day. Pick my shit up. Where I tell you to pick it up and put it down where I tell you to put it down. Mark, Do you not that's want not why. That, Mark, that's why you're not rich like me. You don't see the future potential. This is why I'm so rich. Because I would look at this guy and say, he's willing to give me three grand for one transaction. But what about a guy who's going to save him from being exposed and needing to turn into a wolf and murder people when he gets to the docks? Listener, I'm this is the ahead. guy who drinks Rainier every week. <laughs> I'm thinking. That's absurd. <laughs> So you're wrong on and, that one. I, that's incorrect. You have really embarrassed And yourself. also can't see your eyes because I'm hiding behind the extra cheap microphone stand that I purchased. That's <laughs> also why Jack wasn't a part of the crew that found the Antonio Graza. I don't know about that. Okay. There's a lot of reasons, but that's chief among them, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I already, I already mentioned this one, but I feel like it, it bears repeating. Uh, old, <laughs> old, repeating. old Dracula's hair just looks like a butt. There's a certain shot. It looks like a butt. <laughs> <laughs> There's a certain shot. Looks like a butt above and behind yeah. Dracula, and uh, it's, it's not great. It's just a butt. It's Look, just it's, a butt. I don't know how great. they made that choice. <laughs> um, here's maybe a nitpick with history, or maybe this movie's version of history. Jake's laughing too hard at your hair looks like a butt thing. I, I appreciate it. That was a pretty good spoof. Look, it was That's a pretty so good funny. spoof. Okay, it was a pretty good spoof. Um, I don't think. 
that little kid selling newspapers in sandwich boards of the newspaper, by the way. Yep. First, nitpick the first. The kid wouldn't have a sandwich board of that day's newspaper. They couldn't just make that every Heavens, day. That's, no. Yeah, that's, that's not productive. Yeah. Number two. If the kids are just going around screaming the headlines of the day at me, why am I buying a newspaper? Good point. Because as an educated consumer of knowledge, no. you need to no. understand the details, the intricacies, the nuances Mark, of the story. Mark, And not just the headline, Mark, the sensationalized Mark, yellow journalism you headline. You don't sound like an enterprising person at all. Right Mark, now. Fake news Mark, was as also, much a problem in 1896 as it was today. Okay. Agreed. Hey. And the people listening to those headlines aren't the one. If you're a thoughtful person who thinks about the news and wants to analyze it, you already have a subscription. You're not going around buying it from the fucking town crier. I don't think subscriptions mm. were really a thing back then. Mm. They're getting it from somewhere else then. They're, they're Jeeves is bringing it to them. They're all birdie Worcesters, and Jeeves is bringing it Wait, to them. Wait, was Jeeves the, the like predecessor to Twitter? Yes. I mean, frankly? I mean, you... Why not? Kind of. Okay. If it wasn't awful, because Jeeves is just inherently You're like, good. Jeeves, well, tell me the headlines of the day in 140 characters or less. He'd do it, man. 280? He'd get there. I think they chased it to 280 and he, now. They have, it's 208. I'm glad you know this now, Mark. I'm That's with fun. it. It's been that I'm for like with a, it now. Well, yeah. a few months at least. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, 280. I used to be with yeah, it, and solid. then they changed what it was, and now what's it is weird and scary to me. Hey, old man Mark. <sighs> Okay, what else we got? Oh my god, I have nothing he else. He kills Renfield care. by pushing him into the bars like Why? someone who got their head stuck between the slats on a staircase. Like, frankly, <laughs> watching it, I wasn't, I didn't actually understand that Renfield was killed until, like, he just didn't come up again. Yeah, sure. it was hard. It was hard to figure out. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. Why does Dracula respect the bonds of marriage so much? He's way after Keanu Reeves' Mrs. Reeves. Yeah, he wants that. Way hard until she says, my husband is gone. And he goes, oh, you have a husband? My apologies, I'm going to slink back off into the darkness, turn into a wolf, and go away. I think he's playing a role. He's trying to, like, obviously he's Dracula, but she doesn't know he's Dracula. So he's, like, trying to play the gentleman caller. He's negging her. Are you saying he's negging her? He's doing some like pickup artist shit. Yeah, he's he's doing some like red pill bullshit, but like 1890s style. Mark, Mm. do you think that pickup artists are just Morpheus? Ooh, I mean, there's a certain subset of them. Yes. Are we onto something? I think we might be onto. I feel like you just said ooh, like I developed that when you're the one who said the red pill thing. Do you oh, think that pickup oh, artists oh, are oh, just shit, date rapists? Shit. I mean, that's probably Are you true. legit not aware of the red pill? That's like a whole thing I mean, online, dude. What? Red, there's a red whole pill, like there's pill. a whole like book of weird like masculinity built around the red pill. I don't want to spoil it for you. Just Google it. It's so so crazy. what you're what, what I'm learning from, from you is that that's what negging is. I'm going is. to Google the words the red pill. Yeah, and I'm going to learn something. So Google like the red pill and I don't know dating or something. But like, just, so that that's where the term this negging sounds like a trap. Sounds like you're trying to get the FBI to come. That's to my where house. the term negging comes from, Jack. Is there's this like strange cult of people who think that you have to be like this weird alpha male in order to land a chick. And they came up with this well, term negging in order to... Look, I'm sorry I'm not as deep into the pickup artist world as you are. I'm not a level six pickup artist. Bro, it's so fascinating. These people are insane. <laughs> They're fucking crazy. 
Okay. But you can't. Well, okay. hold on though. Like, so what context do you know negging from then? Pickup artists. The whole mystery. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we we're well outside of we're off the tracks. <laughs> we're in the weeds. <laughs> we need to get back on track. But I'm just saying that's where it comes from. It you're in. Turns for out the train r- that goes to the station life. is run by Amtrak. Zinger. I'm not touching that one. Should we just go to ratings? No, I have more. Nitrous. Do it then. Do the rate. Do the thing. Okay. Um, blood types were discovered in 1900. Several movies, uh, several years after this movie came out. It's very lucky that uh, her gentleman caller just happened to have the same blood type as her, and she didn't immediately die when she got a transfusion of a massive amount of blood. Yeah, I mean that's actually a really good point. Yeah, you can't just you can't just do a transfusion and expect it to work. And, but it worked perfectly, and it was a lot of fucking blood. Do you know why? So it's because got... it's because Carrie Elwes is a perfect gentleman, and he has O negative blood, and he is the universal donor. Yeah, but you didn't even know he was in Psych, so like, what the fuck? I knew he was in Psych. Okay, he's the arc. I was arguing with dude. Else he has like a four then. show plot. There's there's an arc there. He's he's handsome. He's gained a little bit of weight, but he's still handsome. <laughs> he looks fat as shit. Yeah, yeah, it's probably not. <laughs> not the best um, Okay, uh, what else I got? What else I got on here? Um, when Dracula walks away with Mrs. Reeves, he, like, they zoom out, and they give, like, a helicopter shot above their, like, fake London. But he ha- he doesn't have his hand around her waist. He has it near her waist, but in a fist, about five inches away from her back. <laughs> and I don't know why. Yeah, he's a weird hugger. He doesn't know how to hug. He do, he doesn't touch her. It's a problem. It's a hover hand. It's, okay, that's... Let's go to fucking ratings. Yeah. I don't even care. You really petered it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the out, and you didn't take it. And now we're going to go to ratings on a very meek note. And I don't appreciate it. Keanu is born to play this role. <laughs> For the record. We over at Izzy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Han Solo would rate Telling Him the Odds. Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1! Never tell me the odds. And for 10, think of how James Marshall would rate Getting Off His Plane. Get off my plane. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Mark! Your fucking pick, your fucking story rating. This is, frankly, a really hard one to rate for me. I, I, I'm curious to know what you guys gave it. I, I I copped out, I gave it a five and a half, I gave it exactly average. It's a good adaptation of a classic horror novel. There are things wrong with the original novel that they included here, and I don't know how to rate it from that point. It's too long. They could have cut quite a bit out. There's a bunch of characters that are included that don't need to be there. But it's also still one of the quintessential horror stories of all time. So... <laughs> Five and a half. Average. <laughs> Andy Dalton. Uh, I give it a four. Eh. Look, it's very faithful to the book, but it maybe shouldn't be, because the book isn't perfect. Uh, it's just... it's. I think it's below average. The story's can below we, average. Can we just me. agree that it's a really hard story to rate? 
totally is a hard. It's a hard movie. It's a hard movie. Hard movie. Frankly, frankly, good. Yeah, we're, we've yeah. gotten back. I to mean, I words. gave it a. Yeah, I gave it a five. Like I agree with everything that you guys said. It's a very difficult story to adapt, and if you're going to try to adapt all of it, you probably a a you probably shouldn't. B. Uh, <laughs> not going to end up in your best. It's not in your best interest to do it. So I, I think from a story standpoint, scaffolding alone, we're going to get into immersion in about three seconds. Still not the best. Five seems like the right score to me. World building and immersion is our second category. Mark, rate the thing for world building and immersion. I gave it a two. This movie is impossible to watch. It's impossible to watch. Everyone, see, I think everyone does a bad job except for Anthony Hopkins and Anne Hathaway. Wow. <laughs> I think you're not being fair to the movie's world building. I gave it a five. So I, I'm literally giving. Uh, I mean, a. I, I was expecting you guys to jump on that. It's obviously not Anne Hathaway, but. <clears throat> The reason, Sorry, we've already done The that. reason I'm giving it an extra point is because we of the world We don't repeat building. jokes here, Mark. We're professionals. It's a, Look it's it up in the book. It's a callback to earlier. The, You're the reason I didn't give it any lower <laughs> is because of the world building. The world building is actually pretty solid, but it's still a two. It's This is a hard movie to watch. It's a hard movie to get past the performances that are turned in. I gave it a five. It is a hard movie to watch, but they do a really good job of building this gothic world, this kind of London setting and the Eastern Europe area it is. I'm not sure they actually ever say Transylvania. They do. They do a good they job do. of building that world. Um, it's really cool. The costumes, you, you said all that. I agree with more with Jack than with You're Mark. You're wrong. But both, it's a but bad both boat to points be in, are valid. No, the, the, this is a world building and immersion category world building i think trumps immersion and i think that's where i'm gonna put the whole guilty pleasure quote unquote that yeah. we, we talked about yeah i'll buy movie. that they build a pretty interesting to look at world so give it a number From an what number are you giving it? it fucking loses me because i don't care but if i look at any point of this movie chances are i'm gonna be like okay this is like kind of cool yeah. to look at his armor is made out of deli meats <laughs> kind of cool to look at no what are you getting yeah, what's, no, what's the number it is, what is it is cool to what look is at. the number out of 10 that you are ascribing mark to if, if if no i have a question for you if you could have armor that was made out of prosciutto would you turn that down yes i would because that's not you very good armor it. what is it, it would be delicious he still you'd won. at least have some prosciutto <laughs> he still won too so he didn't get hit look look you could you could kill some fools and then you could eat that prosciutto yeah look would if it's if it's down? a decorative piece of armor that i'm going to keep in my study and never use in battle that's just hubris. Then I'm just going to have a stack of prosciutto, and then I'm on your board. I'm on your boat. But the, he clearly uses this in battle. That's fine, because he's such a badass that he can battle while showing those fools his prosciutto, and then he yeah, can he's eat like, I'm so not afraid of you that I'm willing to have my armor. Shit, be made I of might prosciutto. bump this shit up. That's even better world building. <laughs> the, look, the the world building I do think to Jack's point no is fairly good. The immersion is god fucking awful, atrocious. I'm going to go in between you two. Ultimately, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, scare factor. Third category. Mark, what are you, you going to hit for a scare factor? One and a half. This is a horror movie. Un- objectively, this is a horror movie. There are things here that I suppose <laughs> would disturb you if you were like a small child. But yeah, there's not. Shush. 
Yeah, I gave it a two. Uh, I, I can't give it a one. I don't give half scores. I can't give it a one because it did have that herky-jerky harem scene that was kind of freaky. It had some stuff going on. It had the cemetery scene or maybe hedge maze scene. We're not quite clear. But it, it had some stuff going on. It's not a one. It is a you two. You do the herky-jerky and you turn yourself around. That's what it's That's all what about. It's all. Uh, Jake. I gave it a three. Uh, multiple decapitations plus spider. Nah, okay. Spiders. So it's a spider. Spider is the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. Mark? Uh, this is going to be a huge difference between me and Jake, I feel like. I gave it a three. I appreciate what they did. They put in a lot of effort. This is all on-camera effects. This is all practical, except for like a very few minor exceptions. But they don't age well. They really don't age well. This movie's almost 30 years old at this point, and you can what? tell. Oh, God. You can really tell. It, does, it doesn't look good. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I disagree with you. I gave it a 7. Oh, whoa. For effects. Whoa. I was honestly impressed by the effects. I thought they looked That's good. That's an effort like, score. Like we talked about, they're totally nonsense. Like it doesn't make sense that a person's ripped in half and blood has exploded from either half of their body. But the bloods, like the, the, the blood showers look good. I think the blood effects look good. I think they used, Jack, they used red jello for the blood in this movie. At least it was practical. Okay. All yeah. right. Cool. I didn't hate cool. it, man. Talk. I didn't hate it. It's not perfect by any means, but holy shit, they did a lot of stuff practically here. A for effort um, is what it, you're giving them. Honestly, if that castle <laughs> didn't look so stupid, if they'd gotten a better miniature modeler, if they'd paid him the extra 90 bucks, they might get an eight. They needed a Harryhausen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I gave it a seven. I was impressed by the effects and by the judicious lack there. So Jack provided an incredibly stupid score. Jake, would you provide to round us out? Yes, I, I would I would like to uh, add to Jack's score. No, wrong. I'm going to give it a six and yeah, a half. Yeah. I'm very much closer to Jack than you. I agree with almost everything he said. Mark, I frankly don't know where you're coming from. Everything looks bad. With this movie looks stupid. Sure. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't look bad. Though. Have you seen Have you seen the blue flames? The blue inferno? I think <laughs> you're focusing too much on the couple of instances that are a detraction. And what could have made this score that I'm giving it higher and not enough on what is largely a really interesting looking film. The costuming, I think, is the one that is done best. I was trying not to double credit it. The set design is amazing. It's amazing. Flat. Amazing. It is. Uh, And I think that there's something to be said for the sound design as well. Score's good. Sound design, I didn't have any problems with, except for like a couple small instances, mostly with Keanu, whatever. <laughs> there is literally one argument that I would have listened to for you guys to have this be higher than it is, and you didn't make it, so I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. The way they yep. play with shadows, when... Uh... <laughs> Mark, here's what you've forgotten about this okay. movie. The way they play with shadows is really interesting. They do a lot of unique stuff with that. Well, I don't know what you're getting at. I, I don't either. I didn't let you finish. I was trying to just... I was, I was doing a spoof. I was doing a bit. But I'm drunk and I don't know where you're going. I don't have any examples. So they have a they have a thing where like the shadow is demonstrably detached from the person who's cast, casting the shadow. And that actually is kind of cool. But yeah, no, aside from that, there's there's really 
No, you're wrong though. The set design is mm. great. You're you're mm. wrong. It's immaculate. Mm. Overall. Yeah. Mark. Overall this movie. This is arguably lower than it should have been. I think I'm knocking it down a little bit. I gave it a two and a half. This is a really hard wow. one. This is a hard one to watch. This is a really hard one to watch. And I'm knocking it additionally because of the... We need a good word for this, but the difference between cast and overall quality. Yeah. No, oh, Mark, shit. Mark, I agree with many of the things you said. I gave it a three. Look, this is not a fun movie to watch. I didn't enjoy watching this movie. I'm not happy to have watched this movie again. I wasn't happy to watch Vampire Fellatio with my parents when I was 13 years old. And I wasn't happy to watch it with my wife when I'm... What I think I bleeped out my age earlier, so I'm a year. I'm a number of You're years 42. old. Forty-two. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> when I'm forty-two years old, I don't like it. Mother doesn't approve. Jake, you're not excited to have to defend this movie. I gave it a three and a half. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Which is the most horseshit rating for having to say why I should. Fucking talk about why you should watch this with your buddies and drink some beer. We should probably revisit the rules on this segment. <laughs> so, what I'm going to do is go ahead and turn it over to you, Mark, with a white flag, because fuck this movie. Go ahead and let us know why you shouldn't watch this. Just one more time, please. Don't. Just don't. Great. It's awkward. <laughs> it's weird. It's one of the worst acting performances you've ever seen. You, if For all of the actors and the fact that it's directed by Francis Ford Coppola, this turned into a goddamn garbage pile. This is hard to watch. It's too long. So why long. do people like it? Why do I like and it? Mark, I didn't Mark, like it. Mark, if I might people pi- did like it. If I might pile on here, Mark, sure. and help you with your argument. You've done this before this and it worked that, against us, so I'm very tentative about this. <laughs> this is a movie where it has some stuff that is worth watching. You need to see Keanu Reeves' bonkers accent. You need to see Gary Oldman's crazy fucking psychopathic monster I don't sometimes. Know if you do need to see any of these. You know, these are things that you should see, but you don't need to see them with two hours and seven minutes of interstitial horse shit going on. Just look up those two scenes on YouTube. You'll sure. be good. You can, You'll you like can watch a five minute long best acting ever Keanu Reeves and Dracula YouTube movie and get the entire sense of this movie. You don't need to spend and two then also, hours doing it. And then go look at some porn, and you'll get the <laughs> you'll get the Skinamax aspect of it, and you'll be done in a tight like what seventeen minutes, something like that. Yeah, tight seventeen. So, Mark, uh, good job. Thank you. Ratings are in though, and Jack actually somehow, despite having the middling of the scores, won. Oh, that's interesting. This is bullshit. How'd that I, like I like that. Good work, us. Jack. Uh, so fuck you, Mark. Damn. Yeah. And I think we're getting out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. This has somehow been the episode 80th. Holy shit. Of the A to Z Horrorcast. So thank you, listeners, for making that a possibility. Uh, if you want to hang out with us, come and check us out on A to Z Horror.com. As Jack mentioned at the epi- top of the episode, you can also check us out on the Phantom Podcast Network, along with all the other great shows. That's on downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Our social media channels are Facebook and Twitter, and those links are going to be right down there in the description below. Let us know if you'd like us to watch any movies. We're always on board for that as well. As always, the music has been coming at you from Spay. Super Bear. I'm not going to get <laughs> this for a long super time. Bear frankly, spelled super Bear spelled Super Bear. Super Bear spelled Super Bear. Dude, it's their fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It is. It's your fault, guys. It's your fault. 
Yeah, they've definitely listened in this long. From Super Bear. And next week, we are going to be watching the next of our movies, and stay tuned for what that is. Until then, get your buddies, <laughs> grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. No, I'll show you sweatpants, then I'll show you my dick. You've been listening to the Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows. Ha, 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 ha.